Welcome to Ladies Who Launch, not your average business podcast. Dropping every other Wednesday, Alyssa and Dakota are two successful and opinionated marketing entrepreneurs engaging in insightful conversations with industry thought leaders, as well as casual conversations surrounding our lives as entrepreneurs. Welcome back to another episode of Ladies Who Launch, coming to you from the official international headquarters for Social Centric in Calgary, Alberta. And uh, I'm happy that we were back in this space, Dakota. Like you were working on your space. It looks great. It's going to look better. Thank you. Yeah. Coming to you internationally, bitches. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Globally, globally recognized headquarters. We've gone international. Um. Thanks, man. You've been a big part of putting this space together and giving me lots of ideas. And I finally kind of had the cash flow and the inspiration to put the last bit of elbow grease into making it awesome. So we will maybe give everyone a uh, bit of a room tour on Insta stories when this is all ready to go. And you can yes. get the behind the scenes of the ladies who launch slash social centric slash sometimes ABC when I choose to, if I want to come over here and work yeah. um, headquarters. But uh, yeah, it's a really cool space. I'm happy for Dakota that you're finally getting it together up here. It's a, yeah, it's an awesome space. So um, anyway, speaking of money, um, this is what this episode's going to focus on today is getting real about money. And I'm going to let Dakota give the impetus of what, what has led us to this episode today, because it's a really cool thing that uh, she's doing to bring together awesome women. Thanks. So <clears throat> I think uh, through COVID and just in general, um, something I personally have been feeling is lonely and kind of unsupported, even though I've got ample support all around me. So I was trying to think of a way this year that I could intentionally bring amazing women together that would get along and support each other and create a safe space where we could all be very open and honest about our businesses and our lives and support each other. And I decided I was going to commit to a quarterly gathering that I would host and and uh, organize. And we did our first official sip and speak. Yes, that's right. I stole your sip and sees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We are, <laughs> we are single women and we are taking the baby <laughs> sip and sees. We are kind of commandeer. <laughs> so we had our first official sip and speak this past uh, week. And we gathered with Actually, we had a pretty good turnout for this one. We gathered with about five or six other amazing women across Canada. Mm -hmm. We had one amazing gal out of Toronto join us that I have known for some time. And I was a little nervous about how it was going to go, as you are when you're introducing new people. But everybody came away. Like Some people came away with tears. Others came away with giant smiles. And I'm talking happy tears. Yes. But everybody gave me the feedback that this was exactly what they needed. And they just needed a little push. But one thing that came out of the conversation that we had all actually kind of noted down and wanted to talk about was money and pricing and trying to scale our businesses and how freaking scary it is. And we talked about employees versus contractors and capacity building in general and apps and automation and just all the things that go into running a business and how it's taken us 
all of us years to figure it all out and we're still learning. And it was really refreshing to sit in a room with other women and not hold things close to us and rather just put it out there and get feedback. And it shocked me that um, in some areas, I was really sucking. But in other areas, I was actually doing really great. Um, and I think everyone kind of felt that way. But this episode, we, we kind of want to share some of the things we learned with you guys today because we know that the women that listen to this podcast, especially those of you who are entrepreneurs or solopreneurs or running your own corporation, or even those of you who are even in the workforce and maybe doing a side hustle... The big question we have is like, why is everybody so secretive about their pricing? And what's with like, I, we, we still feel to this day like there's a lot of undercutting happening. And if we could all just be a little more open about it, we've talked about it numerous times on this cast. I think it would be better for everybody. Yeah, I, it's an interesting conversation. I mean, I know both of us have had these conversations with different people over the over years in how they are running their business and what they're showing publicly versus what they're not. But I think what has been most interesting to me over the last few years through COVID and seeing the sort of changing landscape of the communications, digital PR sectors is that we're all struggling in different ways. And I think we just need to be open about it. I think the the continual sort of showing the the happy rainbows and unicorns of our business life on social media, I think needs to stop. And not that I'm saying you can't like show cool images and show what you're doing in, in your in your life on, on Instagram or whatever, but I think a lot of us have just felt that we've been dealing with this alone. We've been dealing with not being as busy, um, having clients canceling or um, not signing up for full year retainers. Maybe they're just doing three months at a time. Uh, People canceling because they're concerned about recession. And so they're concerned about their own businesses. And the amount of money we do or don't have saved in our businesses, the amount of debt that people have accumulated through COVID with just having to like deal with life. The tax struggle every year. The tax struggle every year. And I think now, I mean, let's just get real about money because it's sort of the last taboo that no one wants to talk about. And it's like, why? Because the more we talk about it, and I I saw that a lot, I've seen a lot of articles recently talking about um, more of the corporate structure and how when once employees start talking about money and what everybody else is making, it takes away the power from the corporate, like from their bosses. Because if everyone is secret about what everybody else is making, then you can't move ahead. So if you don't know what your colleague's making or what your boss is making, then it it keeps everyone in the nice, like, um, controlled bubble. And that everyone needs to start talking about what they're making because therefore it takes that power away from the entity. And so with running a business, it's like, if we don't start talking about money, we are constantly comparing ourselves to what we think are all the are successful like quote unquote competitors. Even though we don't view people like we don't view people as competitors in our business, they're friendly friendly colleagues. But 
we we always are thinking we're less than because we're not doing that. Oh, we're not hiring people. Oh, I see that this person's always hiring people. Oh, this is they're always announcing new client this, new client that. And I'm like not feeling that or I'm not getting that. And I and then you get together in these instances with this this sip and speak that we had this week with these amazing women. And it's like, no, everyone's everyone is in the same shit. Everybody. And the more we talk about it and that everything isn't always okay. The more it feels okay. Yeah. And that we're not alone. Absolutely. And Alyssa, you brought up an amazing point that I had forgotten about, about corporate life. You remember that? Oh my gosh. I remember signing contracts and being explicitly told that I wasn't allowed to share my salary. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's control. Like I think that I had to sign it in my contract a number of times. No. I remember having a conversation with a girl years ago when I was still in-house and um, we wanted to talk about this. And I just remember she got like white in the face scared about it. And I remember thinking like, why is this such a big deal? And she remarked that she could get fired for telling me. Yeah. Well, just, just as an aside, no one can get fired for talking about salaries in their job. That is not an actual thing that can happen. Your boss can be pissy about it or whatever, but you can't legally get fired. So no. let's just take that on the table. Like, let's take the fear away. Yes. You cannot get fired from a job and you certainly can't lose your company. <laughs> no, you cannot. By talking about rates and debt and losing clients or adding clients or blah, blah, blah. Because in our world we get undercut. So if we're yeah. not if we're not forthcoming about what we're charging or what clients we're bringing on, then it's easy for people to come in and charge 50% less. Exactly, just to get the Just one to get the there. business. So you guys are probably wondering, well, how do I navigate this then? And Alyssa and I are still very much learning about all of this. And I think we both still to this day in some areas of our business do not charge enough. Oh, for sure. I think in some areas we charge fair, like we we charge enough. But one of my biggest questions with the social management piece and hey, you all my social manage, managers and, and content creators, we'd love your feedback on if you're willing to share. And hey, that's what this podcast is all about. Yeah. And send share. us a note if you want to come to the next uh, sip and speak and yes. share your input. Yes. Yeah, we'll share some details at the end of uh, the cast about that. But um, we would specifically really love some DMs uh, at Ladies Who Launch Pod on Instagram around your guys' thoughts on pricing and what you're frustrated with right now, what's working for you right now. For me particularly, I would really love to understand what social managers and content creators are charging for things like a reel or social management retainers. Um, just because... I think, and what that includes. And in what that includes. Yeah. Like, and do you do like a sliding scale of hours? So I'm going to be fully transparent because that's what this cast is all about. Um, I have currently right now three packages that I offer. And my packages... The reason why I think I have a bit of a competitive edge is I offer in a very smart way. Like it's... I'm not um, killing myself, but I offer more than what I think the general social manager would offer. So I don't just offer posts, captions, visual creation, reels, and like reporting, for instance. I also offer a very intricate and and um, strategic community engagement plan for my clients. 
that sometimes dovetails into media relations. And sometimes it includes things like grand openings and media events, which don't really fall into social, but they do. And then that would then include live social. So how I've kind of done up my packages is that I have like one that's kind of minimal. I have one that's kind of medium and I have one that's like all consuming. But we tailor it specifically to the services the client requires in the sense that it's not just social management. It's what do they need need at the core of their business in order to be successful in the digital marketing space? And then, then we look at finer, more the, the minutia of things like, okay, are we specifically focusing on Instagram? Are we focusing on four channels? Um, are we on Twitter a lot of the time? Are we really heavy duty with the video creation? And then that's when we build out the pricing. And what I try to do is my hourly rate at my vintage is around $110. However, I don't think that it's um, um, appropriate nor affordable to say to a client, I'm going to charge you $110 an hour to manage your social. So I, if a client signs up for a retainer, um, it's more like around $75 an hour, maybe $65, depending if it's nonprofit. We also have a nonprofit rate. But when it comes to strategy work and project-based work, that's when I would charge my hourly. And that's when I would offer a package deal for something that I know takes a certain amount of time. But I'm still feeling really uncomfortable with how I'm doing my retainers because it's like it's kind of getting there. But I still feel like it could be refined and more clear because the problem I'm running into, and I'm just going to be very clear with this audience, is I feel like scope creep happens too often with this current model that I have. So I wonder if I need to refine further. So yeah, if anybody has any feedback for me specifically on that, I would really love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, you're in a very interesting space because you exist in a sector and a realm where um, anyone can say they're a social media expert or a content creator expert. And you have 19-year-old TikTok stars that have bazillions of followers. And, and rightfully so, and they rightfully should be so, charging great. whatever they charge. So you have a very... It much more intricate and sort of, I don't want to say difficult because it's not, it's just, a, it, 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 there's just a little more landmines in your realm as to how you position yourself because you need to position your, your expertise versus you have a million Instagram followers, right? Like, so you're more, and I've said this to Dakota before, is that you need to focus yourself and position your business as a strategy partner versus a tactical implementer. Exactly. And I, I think for and that just goes for me personally. But what I need to be doing within my business is building out the capacity to be able to implement as well. Not me specifically, but a team. And then I get to do what I love best, which is the strategy piece and the business development and the connecting and the brainstorming and the putting the puzzle together. But the puzzle pieces are managed by someone else. But back to money and pricing, this shit is fucking terrifying. Well, and it's not even... Yeah, it's terrifying. And it's also expensive. Because it here's is. the other thing is it's like you hit a point. Now, I will be fully transparent that I do not charge hourly ever. Um, 
if somebody did ask me for some one-off, like, oh, Alyssa, can you just like write a quick news release? That's whatever. I would charge them 200 bucks. Like technically I would be charging out at $200 an hour if I was like in that. But I am strictly a project retainer um, base. And the reason is, is like, I've been doing this for 20 years and I can turn things around super fast and people are paying me for my expertise, not my time. And therefore... um, The $200 is like an hour for you. Yeah, so it's like whatever. But my issue is, I mean, pricing is one thing. And I mean, I'm very explicit with, with bringing on new clients that a strategy and tactics are two separate things. You pay for a strategy. And then if you would like me to... Um, either mentor your staff to implement the tactics that are outlined in a strategy or hire my business to do it for you, then that's a separate conversation. But you get to the point when you're when you're talking about bringing on people to assist and you have sort of hit a a peak or whatever. I'm very much of the mind that I don't want staff because I will say that going through COVID has cemented that idea because I could not have sustained paying people salaries through COVID. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to have to be laying people off. And I don't want people... It just makes I don't want people depending on their model. mortgage or rent on me. So that cemented that because I'm like, I couldn't have swung salaries for people. So I'm a big proponent of bringing on contractors and you, as you need them. But there's still expense to all of that. So you get to the point where you're like, I think I need help. I think I need somebody to help me with this, blah, blah, blah. But it's still an output of dollars for you because you have to output those dollars to pay for your support under the guise that eventually your clients are going to pay you. And then like, so cash flow becomes a big issue. You have to have enough cash flow to be able to upfront pay your contractors and then have the like wait for the time of clients paying. Because I have discovered through this time that people are taking a shit ton of time to pay. And I haven't run into this since co- like pre-COVID, but this seems to be a COVID thing that like, because my invoicing is pretty much like um, net 15 days um, because I'm like, if I get paid at 30, that's a bonus. <laughs> if I say net 30, then it's like 45, 50. And I'm like, and that's, it's just becoming 45, 50 days. And I, this one client that I, that we ended up parting ways at the end of uh, December, uh, I had to email them four times to get paid. And that's not cool. So when you have outstanding expenses, whether it's contractors or um, ads that you've paid for, like digital ads that you've paid for up front, you're carrying all of that. Uh, And so cash flow, and you have to have, you have to be in a place. So when you're first starting out, and this was my issue when I first started out with my business, is like, holy crap, I don't have cash flow to carry all of this. I mean, as you get into your business, it gets a little easier, but then as I said, through COVID and, and things slowing down and, and and clients slowing down and all of that, your cash flow also slows down. And so even as you start to pick up again, you are still upfronting a lot of things that you're then, like the cycle continues again. And so when you're the person, like we are both individual, like we are both the proprietors of our business. We don't have CFOs and all of that. We, well, our businesses, but we are upfront, like we are responsible. And I don't think clients realize that either, like how much upfront costs, like whether it's mileage and like, or bringing people on or the yada, yada, yada. It's like, that's all apps, 
apps, subscription, subscription, software, technology that all comes out of energy, time, expertise. It's out of our bottom line. And so it's like, it's this constant struggle of how you scale up, but also be able to scale down. But then if you, once you scale down, then scaling up is also expensive again. It's like this never ending cycle. It is. So a lot of this stuff can be really hard to navigate. And um, Alyssa and I are actually... We have a lot of thoughts on how you guys can up-level your pricing this year without working harder. You can do it by working smarter. And there's lots of different tips and tricks to um, make sure that you're doing that by way of processes, templates, looking at how you can work in your expertise and all the things that we talked about into your pricing. Because a lot of the time, business owners don't even factor in all of these things into their hourly or their retainer. And so the thing you want to do is protect yourself as much as possible and work smarter and not harder. So we're going to do things a little bit differently this time around. Alyssa and I are coming out with a very exciting new newsletter at the end of April. And we would really love all you guys to sign up for it. It's going to have some fantastic content in it, um, including special invitations for people who are in Calgary to our next Sip and Speak Mm -hmm. event, which is happening in quarter two. Uh, So probably June, something like that. Either way, the dates will be in the newsletter. But in order to get access to this newsletter, you have to sign up for it. But if you do sign up for it, we are will give we will be handing out a free tip guide on um, all of the different processes and tips and tricks around up leveling your pricing for 2023. So we have shared that information at the link in our bio. Make sure you check it out and sign up. I think we're it's gonna be well. I mean, it's basically gonna be Alyssa and Dakota's uh, things to do and business rants and successes and good tips. I think we're going to make, I think this newsletter is going to be really interesting and it'll help you guys keep connected to ladies who launch when we are um, not recording. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, We also have some exciting things coming up, but we're going to leave it there and keep you guys guessing for a little bit longer because we want to over deliver (laughs) moving forward. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Ladies Who Launch. Join Dakota and Alyssa every second Wednesday for more conversations and interesting guests. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. If you send us a question, we may answer it on a future episode. 